Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about loving the bride of Christ. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the love that Christ wants us to show his bride. You know, all relationships should be founded in love. That's what 1 Corinthians 13 is all about. It tells us what love, both earthly and spiritual love, is. It says that the love is patient, that love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And that's what true romantic love is all about. And that's why those few verses are read at countless wedding ceremonies two millennia after they're written. But Paul isn't writing here just about the love between a husband and a wife, but mostly about love within the church. And God doesn't just talk about love. God gives us an example of what true love is like. Ephesians 5, 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it be holy and without blemish. You know, the church is the bride of Christ. Jesus is the ultimate example of what love is because Jesus is the ultimate example of how a husband ought to love his wife. Jesus is the perfect husband and Jesus loves his church with a perfect love. Jesus set us an example of how love should be done. And by his example, Jesus showed us that the most important thing on his mind was his bride and that his bride would be taken care of. In John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17, we see the story about Jesus asking about love. And it says, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. And again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. So here's Jesus. This is the third time that he is seeing his disciples after his resurrection, giving them some last instructions personally. And he has some private time here with Peter. And he's essentially saying if Peter loved him, then he would take care of his bride. Jesus is instructing Peter to make sure that the church is fed, that the church is protected, that the church is nurtured. That was his highest priority then, and it's his highest priority now. When Jesus set up the church, he wanted to make sure that it was overseen by the most experienced, loving, caring people that could be found. In 1 Timothy, Paul writes, 
Now the overseer, meaning elders, people watching over the church, must be above reproach. The husband of but one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? 1 Timothy 3, 2 through 5. You know, Jesus is saying that he only wants the most experienced people to watch over his bride. He only wants men who have proven themselves as good husbands and good fathers to make sure his bride is taken care of. And from what we read or saw there in John chapter 21 from Jesus' conversation with Peter, if we love Jesus, we need to take care of his bride, the church. If the church is the most important thing on the mind of Christ, it should be the most important thing on our minds as well. Now, to be clear, we're not talking about a building here or a budget or the church's organization or, or its leaders. Christ's most valued possession is the body of believers. And that is what he expects us to love. If we love Jesus, we should do everything we can to make sure the bride of Christ is strengthened and, and nurtured and built up. So how can we have a growing love for Christ's church? I believe there's three main ways. First, we need patience, and we need a whole lot of it. As Americans, we like getting what we want when we want it. Instant gratification. When we want something that doesn't come with uh, two-day shipping, we make plans, we make lists to chart out a linear path to achieve our goals. That, that's how our minds work today, and that's not always bad. Businesses can achieve a whole lot more when they plan like this. And many people have tried to apply business logic, those tactics and strategies that work in business, those efficiency tactics, to the church. But unfortunately, growing in love doesn't work that way. And a lot of times, the work of the church is, is called to do is anything but linear. It may seem like every step we take forward is followed by two steps backwards. And our times when we're growing the most sometimes isn't when we're carrying out our carefully executed plans to the letter, but when those plans are put on the back burner or thrown out the window and we're sharing a meal in our homes together or we're grieving with one another or when that pipe in, in the church building busts and everyone has to get together to, to clean up and fix and dry everything out, sometimes when our plans are thrown out the window, that is when God is ensuring that we are growing in love the most. The point is, growing in love is not linear, and it was never intended to be. To love the bride of Christ, to want to build her up, that demands lots of patience. And when that patience gets frustrating, when you want the Lord's eternal church to start moving at a 21st century pace, remember that this is exactly what Christ is doing for us. You know, surely God is looking at us and wishing that we could speed up our maturity, that we could understand that we could apply his commands now, not take so many detours in the process. But he shows us extraordinary patience through it all. Paul said in 1 Timothy 1.16, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. 
to love the church, we'll need immense patience too. Second, loving the bride of Christ means we pray for her. Prayer is simultaneously the most significant and the most insignificant thing we can do. It's significant, of course, because it's our direct line of communication with the Almighty God. He holds more power than anyone else we can talk to, any to anyone we can turn to for advice or counsel. He can move mountains for the faithful. But it's also, prayer is also the most insignificant thing because it requires so little from us. If I'm not even willing to pray for the church, that probably means I'm not willing to do much else for her either. When we look around the church, it's easy to see all the problems and see all the people who caused those problems. But if we find ourselves failing to even take the time to pray for the church to be built up and strengthened, to the thrive in perfection despite her imperfect members, then we probably need to take a look in the mirror because we might be part of the problem. Prayer is the first step and it's the most powerful step that we need to take to love Christ's bride. And finally, third, we need humility to love the church of Jesus. You know, the, the Lord established his church with authority and power and perfection, but he opened the gates to the imperfect. And I'm one of those imperfect people. When I embrace that role, when I understand that I have faults and so do the people on either side of me, then I realize that the church isn't designed to be a place for perfect people to live together in harmony, but imperfect people looking to be perfected. Love the bride of Christ. Jesus spilled his blood for you and he spilled his blood for his church. So don't give up on the bride. Love her. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.